for me, Afrofuturism is about visualizing a future where Black and brown people are experienced as deities, as gods, as these alien beings. I'm an insane, sexual, shadow witch, and my name is Lacey Free, and I'm the fucking host of Horpod. Apple can either be a trap or it can be like, it's like this like ignition place for other people. <laughs> um, and yeah, so my friend has a whole theory about it. She's like, Apple is a spell. There's magic lattices all over Apple and you get trapped in there or you break out and you become a wizard. And I'm like, makes sense. It's so um, funny. So you said you worked at Apple. I've worked at Apple. Noah Lampert worked at yeah. Apple. <laughs> So, yep. so when they hired you, did they make you go to a hotel? Yes. And I was also a trainer. <laughs> at some point, you, we had to take other people to the hotel. I think you lasted at Apple way longer than me. Um, I did not last <laughs> that long. But like when we were in it, it was so intense. Like when we mm-hmm. got hired and then we like we got hired in a cohort. First of yeah. all. I had to do like seven interviews to work at the Apple store in the mall. That's what everyone says. And when they made me do the interviews, they're like, well, I'm like, I'm terrible with technology. And they're like, actually, we just care if you're creative. Yep. Can you be creative? And I was like, oh, yeah, I live for being creative. And they're like, well, what do you do? And we were in the mall and I stood up on a table and I just recited a poem about my vagina and I was like well I'm definitely not getting that job at Apple and they they probably loved it yep Mm -hmm. because Apple is trying to hire wizards according to my friend no they really are and I just how they like tell you to sell things they at Apple they were like taught me to sell things by not selling them Mm-hmm. Like if people were like, I don't know if I should get this other computer to be like, maybe you should, which is like kind of manipulative, but I see how right. it worked. Right. And you're like, talk to them about their art, like talk to them about who they are, not like our products. Right. And it's like, whoa. And we were in this cohort where they sent us to this hotel and did this wild training with us. And then at the the end of the training, well, part of the training were these like theater games where we were like breaking the ice, but like yeah. uh, doing improv games. And I don't know, I have this like habit as a shadow witch to take things too far, like a little <laughs> to the extreme. <laughs> and like they gave us some like role play and mine 
was something like a little tragic, but just like light on the tragedy, you know, and I took it all the way <laughs> on the tragedy. And I, and I like part of staying sane for me is doing improv classes and theater classes because it's a way to like get out our emotion and it just helps me stay tapped into my creativity. I think everyone should take acting classes because I think acting classes are like life classes and like energy. So anyways, they had us do these um, role-playing things and I just started hysterically crying and like tapped into my secret <laughs> rage. And it was yes. like at this apple fucking ice breaking event and they legit were like she's psychotic she's definitely crazy <laughs> and then I was like oh did I go too far so funny. but it like felt good there was something beautiful about it too just being that able to tap into the tragedy amazing that's yeah. so amazing you know I I was there for three years I uh wow. and then I, at some point, they're just like, yeah, you seem to know what you're doing. You're really great. We're going to make you a trainer. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Don't do that. And then I became a trainer. And then I left because of a shroom trip. And there we go. That's um, amazing. I feel like they, they really do try to hire energy readers. Yeah. Okay, 100, one million percent, because that's what that's what works with like selling things. They they don't care if you know about technology because that doesn't that doesn't matter. The thing that like for me, I think they like I interviewed one time and I think that they could see that I have the ability to like hypnotize people when I talk. And so they're just like, come on in. We like that's we hilarious. we need to hear. That is so wild. And that you only interviewed one time and that you were a trainer for people. I would love you as my trainer. You know what I mean? <laughs> you would make me love Apple. Like you totally would. I'd be like, oh, he's so cool. And like, maybe if I work here, we'll be friends. We can have our lunch together. I, yeah, I can see that. And I, I, I sort of did get a crush on my trainer, which is really, I don't, I don't think he listens to Horpod, but he, he was just like really emotional about it. And I think I was just going through an emotional time in my life where I was yeah. like finishing up college and I was like getting my body really healthy and healing a lot of trauma at that point. And so I was just like weirdly bonding <laughs> to the people yeah. I was training with at Apple. And then the guy was just, he was such a divine masculine and he was like making me feel safe. He had yeah. zero interest in me. Zero. And I was like overly flirting with him because he was like making me feel safe That's in this so transition to Apple. In this trans to Apple to me feels like a elitist a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I grew up without having a computer. I grew up around meth addicts. So even working at Apple felt like an imposter syndrome thing to me. So to be there, I was like, I'm not good enough or like they're going to know. And then I told one of the girls that I did energy readings. So she's like, read my energy. And I did it for her in the back room at Apple. And she started crying a lot. <laughs> and I like I'm usually really good at like not going there. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like she needed to go there in that moment. Yeah. And then I was like, 
this is so weird. And then I just started realizing everyone who had come onto the floor of Apple, I could manifest who my customers were. Yeah. And yep, yep. that same day I was like, I need more birth work energy in my life. I'm working at a fucking mall and it was starting to wear me out. Mm-hmm. And then the next people who came in were this couple and they were like, we've done 15 births. And they were like a midwife. Okay. I'll stop talking about Apple. No, now. but it's, that's the crazy thing is when you start talking about Apple, it's it's like I, there's a bunch of magic happening surrounding that company. The fact that they're a trillion dollar company, I'm like so much magic is happening. And like it, some people would say it's like black magic or whatever, but I'm like, they're doing magic. I don't know if it's good or bad magic, but like even when I was working there, the amount of that's when I realized reality was kind of weird because I was like, there is a, a game. Like, this is a game. And Apple amplified it more than I think anything. It was perfect for me because I was able to use it as this, like, framework for me to play with reality. And, like, yes. do you remember the NPS thing? Like, you measuring your, your like, rate or your, your score or whatever with customers? Well, explain it. Explain it's, it. Like customers would do um, at the end, they would do surveys and then they would be like, I don't know, they would measure you somehow. Um, (laughs) And I remember when I, when I, before I heard about manifestation, I was at like 80% and then I moved stores and I was at 100 for two years straight, like never dropped below a hundred. And I was like, Oh, and I'm not doing anything. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just like at this level where of course I'm going to hit a hundred. Apple's crazy. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. And well, yeah, everyone has crushes on everybody in there. It's really true. It, and we hired just like a lot of artists. So I loved yep. that, that. That meant a lot to me, but there was a lot of false meaning there. Like oh, making yeah. you feel like you're contributing to the world yes. by working you're so you're so good you're doing so many good things you're you're (laughs) you're an angel like you're helping the world that's actually why I quit is because I'm like this is in what no this is a re this is the same thing as me working at like lush cosmetics like I'm in and I'm I'm this is not special this is just more expensive I don't know why you guys yeah. are talking like that. I'm like, you don't have to talk to me like that. I told my manager, I'm like, you don't have to do that weird shit that you're doing. Um, and yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you know, you're lying. Like, <laughs> don't. But, yeah, yeah, it's so true. And I love what you're saying about it being a place where magic is being conducted. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, this is kind of a broad, generalized statement, but I don't think there's any successful company or politician or mm-hmm. musician who isn't using magic. Yep. I think the only people um, not be- using magic are the people who've been convinced that they're not powerful. That magic's not real. Yeah. Magic's not real. <gasps> and it's just been this this thing from the 1% or the elitist is to make us believe we don't have power so mm-hmm. that they are doing the ritual and the magic. Yeah. There's a reason why it's like so easy for us to, when we first learn about things like magic first, it's so easy to be like, hmm, like what? Because that's our inherent nature. Like it's in, yeah. it's like, we kind of like remind ourselves, it's like, a, yeah. like 
oh, I didn't realize that I could do that. I actually, um, I might be ranting about it later. I'm going to go live with uh, Jalisa. I don't know if you, Jalisa Cypress on Instagram. I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but we saw this post where this um, activist person um, which is like money is not energy and you have to stop saying that. I'm just going to go ahead and just start talking about this. But um, <laughs> she was saying, or oh, I don't know their pronouns. I don't know if they're she or they, but they were saying that money is not energy and that we have to stop referring to it as that. And this is like reductionist and whatever. And then like proceeded to like explain two sides, two slides down that money is an exchange. And I'm like, so is that not energy? But anyway, so they were reiterating the fact that like money is this material difficult thing. And it made me kind of enraged because it was this white feminine appearing person who was like, like black and um, whatever they're talking about, like disenfranchised people. And they're saying like, you have to stop saying that money is energy because obviously in their experience, it's not. And I'm like, because people like you keep saying it's not to them. Like th that's why yeah. they're having that experience. And, yeah. and like, I feel like people need to be careful with some of the activists that they're listening to who like keep disempowering them and telling them they can't do stuff. And it, it, it pisses me off and I, it's fine. I'm fine. But I feel like people spend a lot of time convincing us that we are not powerful and it enrages me. And now yeah. I'm <laughs> I see a lot of white people, um, and and I might be, uh, I might, I think I've done this, and I think it's part of just learning that everything is magic by not speaking out for other groups or assuming any sort of group is victimized. That is putting energy of victimization on that person. Yes. I feel like even that is like hierarchy energy of yes. assuming they're suffering. I need to save you. Yeah, it's so gross. No. And and I think it's easy for white women especially to fall into and I've I've made some huge mistakes in it. But I think there's like we get addicted to uh, images of other people suffering. And yeah. I think that's um, very sick. And I think that is dark magic. Yeah. I think um, the elitists put out these videos or these movies of these roles of certain groups suffering. And then white people share it as if it's a, like a thing to be woke or to Virtuous. Yeah. And I, I understand that some people are really coming from a good place and they're trying to be kind and helpful. But then there is this point of like perversion that is reached. And I'm like, do you not feel what you're doing? Like, cause to me, I feel real gross. Like, like hearing sometimes when people are talking about certain things, I'm like, my skin is crawling. Like, can you not feel that when you're yeah. talking about black people? Like as if, we are these like little animals who need to be like, and even animals, but like needing to be saved by you. Like, uh, but yeah, it's fine. I just, it like. Well, I, I like, I don't think it's fine. I think <laughs> that if everything is magic, we better start using our magic as, as light force. And what I mean by that is I truly believe 
that like melanin is magic. Everybody has melanin in it, but black and brown people carry the most melanin. And melanin itself is a superpower. It's literally like worth more than gold from my understanding. And it helps your immune system. It's linked to being telepathic. I believe like the sun itself, like the sun activates melanin. But I believe the sun itself is like a god. And everything about like Christianity and Jesus being the sun, like the literal sun is a god. And um, melanated people, black people are like close, are closest to the sun. And not that we have to look in like hierarchies or whatever, but I truly believe this old world is dying. And what will happen within that is the last will be the first and the first will be the last. And we'll learn that people who have had suffering, no matter what the suffering is, that that suffering is deeply connected to their superpower. But part Mm -hmm. of that that magic that has been happening behind the scenes, the only curse is that some of the most powerful people have been taught to believe that they're not powerful. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think that like my, my rage comes from not like activists doing the work that they're doing because activists, a lot of them don't believe in like spirituality and magic and things of that nature. So obviously to them, it would make sense for them to try to go out and save these disenfranchised people. But then people who are actively involved in the world of magic, and they know that this stuff like exists and that we create our reality, going and telling people that they can't do certain things and that they like, to me that like, that's an oxymoron. How are you saying these words? I don't know how people are able to explain express that like how is it able to come out of your mouth that you know what we're capable of and you're telling people that they can't what yeah so what I think is like really beautiful right now is I think I think it's such an amazing time for black and brown people to step into the energy of luxury Mm mm-hmm to step into the energy of abundance yep. and and to thrive in their joy. So I wanted to talk to you about superpowers today because I feel like melanated people carry divine superpowers. And there's been a lot of talk that these superpowers were activated on the winter solstice in December. Mm. Oh, yeah. December. <laughs> you see all the memes? Yeah. <laughs> Those are so great. I loved them because I'm like, you guys are manifesting with all every meme you share. You give me power. I, I'm here with it. Thank you. Like, I appreciate yeah. that. But yeah, so superpowers. Um, I, I feel like everyone has superpowers but because you also want to talk about afrofuturism so i'll I'll start talking about that too the reason why i even started like when i started making art i started focusing on afrofuturism is because i am in the body of a being who is black and i feel like because i have the ability to make something visual and people see things that creates more of that thing the thing that i am going to look at and create the most at least I don't I don't draw people as much as I used to but I'm like I'm going to draw black and brown people as divine entities because if people are seeing themselves like that they will start to recognize themselves as that and they will 
live life as if they are that more often. Um, and so for me, Afrofuturism is about visualizing a future where black and brown people are experienced as deities, as gods, as these alien beings. And I feel like that's my kind of not my job, but like my right as a person, like as a soul who is in a black body, I'm going to use my power for the benefit of other black beings, because that just benefits me, honestly, like that's, it's selfish, but it's also like the more power they have, the more power I have, because I'm in a black body. And for me also power, I would like to build a future because when I hear like the last becoming the first, I do get kind of nervous because I'm like, I don't want to have power the way that white people had power. I want to have power that is linked to beauty. I want to have power that is linked to harmony. And I want to have power that is linked to love. I don't want power that is from taking um, or from subtracting. And so I want to create more power in black bodies while also associating that power with all of those ideas of harmony, beauty, and um, sustainability, and just divine energy. Um, and so for me, that's what Afrofuturism is. I don't know if everyone else views Afrofuturism the way that I do it, but I'm just trying to manipulate reality <laughs> to a world where I can be easily seen as divine and I don't have to try hard. I don't have to, because people are saying like, black people have to try like 17 times harder to do. And I'm like, no, mm -mm. Like, <laughs> I, like this, I, I'm a God. Like I didn't come here to work hard and like do all of that. Like I want to relax. I want to like, I don't know. I want to like sit on gold for fun. Like I don't want to <laughs> effort and like do all the laborious stuff that, my ancestors did. I'm like, no, I'm done. Like, we're, I'm not doing that anymore. I, I refuse. And so like when you were saying black people in luxury um, being really, really important, I agree. And that's like why I talk on my and I feel I feel guilty sometimes when I talk about it. But I'm like, I, I am here to be a picture of ease. I do not want any of my life to seem hard because it's not. It used to be. But before I figured out who I like, now that I know who I am, if it's hard, I drop it. I refuse. I'm not doing anything that's hard. I, I will not. I, and I, that's Afrofuturism for me. That's so beautiful. And I think it resonates everything you're saying right now. It really resonates with me because I think how we reprogram is to do the opposite. So this country was built from black, brown, and indigenous folks with their labor, their hard work. And so how do we reprogram that or shift to a new world is them having abundance, them having luxury. And I don't think by like black people being in power, I don't think it will ever be the way that it is when white people are in power because white people aren't truly empowered when others are suffering. It's the energy of siphoning power. White people siphoned power from indigenous and black people to try to gain their own power. But white people actually didn't gain power. They gained the perception of power and they created suffering for all people. White supremacy hurts white people. Yes. White, it's it's a very self-sabotaging energy. I feel like Black people 
this is a generalization I probably shouldn't say, but I think white people are very disconnected from their own cultures because white isn't necessarily a culture, but even white people have been whitewashed. So, mm. so, so there's like Italian white people or Irish white people or German white people, right? But we've come to America and we've all been whitewashed to like eat McDonald's, celebrate Christmas, buy this yeah. from your local department store. So we don't necessarily know the magic of our ancestors either, where I feel like um, melanated people, there's a bigger drive right now for them to seek messages from their own magic and the magic of their ancestors. And I truly believe by us tapping into our lineage magic, it will be healing for all of us. I hope so. I hope so. I do get, I get nervous because I understand, I understand, to me, reality seems like it works on spectrums. Like when I look at like, when I look at the way that reality is built, I'm like, reality is built on a bunch of these lines. All of these lines have the one side and there's the opposite. And there always has to be the opposite. And so I just get concerned that if you ignore the fact that the opposite exists, that we can very quickly get to the opposite. And so I, I guess that's why I'm trying to like, <laughs> like curve the... Because I guess what I'm seeing happening with a lot with the way that like the majority is dealing with um, that rise in power that I, that I believe that black and brown people are going to experience is a lot of people are doing it from this place of anger. And like I'll see on like TikTok is a place where a lot of young people are. And so I see it on TikTok a lot where like people talk really crazy to white people on TikTok, like young white people. And I'm like, like be careful. like. I know you're mad, but but this, you could be going really far and I can see the mirror that's happening. And so I think that's, that's my, and I wouldn't say it's my concern. I think that I am just going to hold the space of the one who's creating from beauty and not from anger or rage yeah. because, and, and I understand the anger and the rage. I just think that people should be careful because anger and rage manifest anger and rage. I think I think it's like also cycles. Um, I think I think it makes sense for people to feel anger and rage. Yes. And how and how the country has been operating and con- conducting and the inequality. Sometimes I think we have to feel the rage and get it out of our bodies to be able to create. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes. Like for me, I had to step into my own rage to to know my own power. And I don't necessarily mm. think that's the healthiest way I could have gone. Um, and I've definitely, unfortunately, hurt people in that process. But like with masculine, I had to hate them for a while first. Yeah, yeah. I had to show my rage to them. And I had to have a few good masculine around me to hold the space for my rage. Yes so that I could kind of climb that mountain to see them as a being again. Yes, yes. Where we could be beings together. So I absolutely um, believe in rage and sacred rage and that there's healing that comes from it. And I also believe that white people may have to sit in the suffering as we Ooh. transition 
powers. And again, I've said this before, but I don't, I think suffering is a lot less painful than trying to avoid the suffering. Yes. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think it's kind of um, what we've been taught culturally as white women is to like please and to do everything we can to avoid the suffering at all costs. Yes. And I think one of the most beautiful things we can do, especially like as feminine energies is holding the space for other feminine energies and their rage and their suffering and mm -hmm. how, how our energy may have contributed to it. Yeah. Because yeah. No, like I have so much love for, cause I went through a phase for like four years where I hated white people. Just didn't, I didn't like them. Like I was like, I cannot. And I, could feel some of the, I still don't have very many um, white friends to this day. I think like from the leftover of my genuine hatred that I had for white people, but I could still feel people in my life, like coworkers and things like that. I could feel them understanding my hatred and not trying to like fix it. And that yeah. was amazing for me. The fact that they're just like, I understand. And I'm not going to try to make you like me. That's, I'm going to be over here. You don't need to be my friend. You don't need to like me. And then yeah. there was other white people who were like, no, 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 you, no, no, you, you don't hate me. I'm not me. bad. I'm not bad. Like, don't talk to me. But those people who kept their distance, I feel like that's the reason why I don't hate white people. Like I, I stopped hating white people because I think those people who were like, okay with holding the space for my hatred with understanding was very, very helpful for yes. me. Yes. Yeah. I believe in conflict. Like I don't think conflict, is, I think conflict is so necessary and so healing. Yes. And I think just by existing, we've contributed to others suffering, yeah. um, especially as white women. And this isn't to just like bash white women, but I just, I think acknowledging our own suffering and then where we've contributed to others and having that conflict, I think conflict is intimate and through, oh my God. And, yes. and when we don't go into abuse, we can have conflict without abusing each other or like attacking each other. Yes. And even being angry at each other. We can have anger and rage towards each other without completely attacking and tearing down each other. And even if we do attack and tear down, there still can be redemption in that. There can yeah. still be healing in that. Because yeah. in human design, there's actually this channel. Um, I think it's the channel of, why am I forgetting the name? Um, but it's a channel that connects, it connects something called the gate six, which is the gate of conflict to the gate 59, which is the gate of intimacy. And so like conflict is directly connected in human design to intimacy. And it's like this portal where conflict yeah. causes, oh, it's a channel of mating. That's what it's called. And this channel of mating is <laughs> funny. It's a sexual channel. It equals fertility. So people who have this channel will, are physically fertile people um but they have a tendency to experience conflict with other people in life because of this gate six that they have and that conflict is actually a barometer of whether or not you can be truly intimate with the being whether or not you can actually create a, a child or a creative project with that being um and it's funny because my, my partner has the six to 59 i think i just have the gate of conflict i don't have the <laughs> gate of intimacy but um he has the gate of conflict and intimacy and 
he used to have um, problems like in other relationships where like, the conflict would be like a really big deal. But for me, I find conflict a little bit kind of like delicious a little bit. And so conflict, I kind of smile every time we have like a disagreement, I can't help it, but I'm like, mm. and like, <laughs> it, I think that's why I like want to have his kids is because I'm like conflict with you is with you in particular is amazing like i i I like this with you not all the time but uh that is causing this opening to happen and i feel like there are beings that we are meant to have the conflict with and those people who are like you for instance you probably have the gate six too um but if you have that ability that ability to open up when you experience pressure that is space for something really beautiful to be created. And I, uh, I I think that like my rage with that person who posted the thing about like money not being energy, I think my rage was, um, to me, it felt like they were trying to, because they were talking in circles. And like whenever someone's talking in circles, I feel like they're trying to like block themselves from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and like do weird shit like I, I don't know like when I was reading it I'm like oh like something is you're doing a weird thing and it it's blocking something and it, that the blocking of the conflict I think is very detrimental yeah and it's just number one none of us should be saying what other people should do I think the new world is about like <laughs> staying in our own lanes and to really be a God is to have autonomy of your own reality, your own video game and being able to honor and recognize other people's video games. Yeah. Um, I'm very like, I'm trying to be more conscious of what I'm digitally taking into and I will not watch anything where there's like a group of people like suffering like in a movie yeah because I can't do it no and I think I think it's like subconsciously training us to still believe that this group of people is suffering whatever group it is even if it's just about like poor people and like how they're suffering or if there's a lot of like sexual abuse in a movie or something where feminine or queer people are like suffering in the movie I'm like I feel like this is subconsciously training us that these folks are less powerful yes when I truly believe this new world is very like Afrofuturism and we're gonna see that these people are gods and that's what we should be honoring is yeah. honoring the God within ourselves and honoring each other. And yeah. when you truly worship a God, you're heightening your own power. Yeah. Yes. Cause I feel like to me, every time I go like this, I'm grabbing someone and I'm like, come on, like that, like you, yeah. and like, that's something that I do appreciate about um, you in particular. I feel like, your your ability to worship is so it doesn't feel weird like sometimes I because I receive worship from people and I'm like you're worshiping from a place of something that feels weird and icky to me and I don't want you to I want you to leave me alone I kind of want to block you even though you complimented me (laughs) but um for you from you it feels like just communal rising I guess um versus worship 
from a place of like, I bow down and I break my back to bow down, you know? Um, and so I love when you talk. I want you to talk more um, <laughs> because I feel like the way that you communicate about things is so helpful for the future of beings and the way that you even talk to black people as a person who understands as like you can you're you're seeing black suffering from from the outside um and not making it like we're not broken in your eyes which i think is very helpful to be perceived as a being who's not broken because of my skin color is Great, because um, I'm not broken. I'm fantastic. My life is splendid. <laughs> yeah, you are not. No, you are not broken. You are so beautiful. None of us are broken. I think the people who are who feel really broken right now are the people who have been perpetrators and abusers. Mm. And they're not broken either. Not that this is making an excuse for abusers, but I think for me, I'm I'm learning to step into a place where I can fully understand that I've I've been abused and I've created abuse for others. Knowing that I can do both and knowing that I can make huge mistakes in this. So I'm not like a good white person. I think I don't think there are good white people. I think we all in America have privilege. And by just inherently having this privilege, no matter what our suffering is, we have the ability to make huge mistakes that contribute to others' suffering. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just, it's not just, but it's partially recognizing that we make mistakes in it and that we're going to. Yeah. And holding space for the conflict, but also holding space for, like, some people are like, well, I don't know how to treat others like they're a god. Because a lot of people don't know how to treat themselves like they're gods. Mm. But I think of, like, well, if you went to a church, how would you provide offering or support? Giving money? There's a lot of other ways, like, white people can support black and brown people besides feeling sorry for them or recreating yes. this victimization yes. loop. Yes. One I way don't is want like, any of that energy at all. Yeah. I don't want any sort of like weird victim guilt shit. I don't want it. It makes it like it it's gross feeling to me. And it makes me feel like you're not seeing the how powerful I am. I don't know. It's it's very because I'm like you're not some you're not seeing all that I have to offer if you keep looking at my suffering <laughs> and, and you're not even seeing your suffering. If you're spending all the time looking at mine, like look at yourself. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I feel like a lot of this woke energy is an escapism of our, of white women's own suffering. Yeah. I think as white women in America, we do, we have a lot of mental health issues, even among us. A lot of white women I know just, haven't been raised in the energy of magic or cultivating their own power. So then they steal from others' magic in other cultures because they have no sense of their own. 
and it's normalized. I know white magic people who go on Twitter and see black tweets and then kind of claim them as their own channelings or their own Ooh. magic. And yeah, but I, yeah, I just think right now is a time to like, to really support other people's superpowers and to support yeah. our own yeah. and to like allow like people to live in luxury. Yes. Even just by admiring someone's luxury, admiring luxury isn't lack energy, you know, but to it's like a cheat code. It is a yeah. cheat code because I, I've spent, I, I feel like sometimes, like sometimes people feel weird about like, desiring other people's lives like what other people have because they're just like you should be you don't know you don't know what their life is actually like and da, 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 da. but I never took that in when people were saying like no don't want other people I'm like no this to me like I will get it I like I will attain this I will get there I please keep showing off please keep flexing because that is showing me things that I can have easily yes. Yeah. Like, and, and I think that I love when people flex. I think it's amazing. I, I want more people to be like, yeah, I have 14 rings. They're all solid gold. I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you. Because the more people see that, the more they realize like how easy this shit is. Like, this is not, we, we perpetuate suffering by making luxury seem like this very, very far away thing where if you celebrate someone's luxury in their life, if you just enjoy it with them, that is bringing the energy of luxury into your life directly. That is a direct like connection to that feeling. Cause that's what I, that's what I've done. And that's what I did. And now I'm experiencing, I, now I, I definitely go further. I'm going to be further, um, but I'm experiencing a very different life than I was even last year. Yeah. And it's fast because I was just like, Oh, I could, I can have it? Really? And then life was like, yeah, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And to see ourselves as royal is so fucking important. Yeah, just to see our friends as royal too and mm -hmm. just honoring that. Yeah. And, and the beautifying of that and yes. safety in that within our bodies and just pouring it in physically and energetically. I really wanted to talk to you about weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about weather. <laughs> Which is, so, but I love how weather is always like the metaphor for like talking about nothing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like yes. how's the weather? But I feel like some shit is going on with the weather right now. Okay, so I'm just going to get a little weird and conspiracy theorist on us okay. right now. I'm, um, I'm sorry, guys, if you don't want to hear my conspiracies. I've been trying to, like, lay low with the conspiracies on Horpod, but I think at heart, like, I'm a true – I believe in conspiracies. And yeah. I think we're learning this year that so many of these conspiracies were – connected in truth it's it's weird to not believe in conspiracies the fact that you, everyone thinks that everything is just normal and fine and like presidents are <laughs> you know regular people who take care of what the hell like you think <laughs> i feel like to want to be the president of the united states isn't like that's the craziest thing and i'm like you think they're normal like you think that this is regular like i don't know uh 
It's weird. Yeah, it is so it is so weird and so wild to me. I think we have more control with the weather than we realize. Indigenous cultures have have showed us and taught us like through rain dances um like that we can call on weather, we can call on storms, we can call on water. And there's something about the energy of the storm that's very purifying. And it feeds us. Like the weather is connected to the plants that we eat. And I feel like through magic that the government has more control over the weather than we realize and that we have more control over the weather. It's just that the government realizes they have more control. And I think they've been manipulating the weather this week. But I think also people's own emotions have been manipulating the weather as well. And I think it has to do with us waking up to our superpowers. And I think um, on the 3D, it's like the government fucking with the weather to cause us distress. Mm -hmm. But I think on a more magical level, it's a reaction of the matrix yeah. To to so many people waking up to their superpowers. So when we did your reading, do you remember if we? I thought you were connected to the weather somehow in that reading, but maybe that didn't come know. up. I don't know if that came up. But I do feel like you're connected, and you <laughs> talked about it in your podcast that we just did. But how do you feel connected to the weather? To me, I feel like I am in a romantic relationship with the sky. Especially when it's blue, I'm like, that's the one I know. Like, you're my person. And I feel like wherever I go, the sky is bluer. And like, I'll say that, and people are like, huh? And I'm like, the sky is legitimately bluer wherever I am. I'm like, I'll see pictures, and I'm like, I know the cameras are a little bit off, but even when I first, I moved to Ohio at some point last year. When I first got there, the sky was gray pretty consistently. And I was like, hmm, but this doesn't seem. Right. And it was the winter when I moved there. So like it made sense that it was gray all the time. And I'm like, I would rather see my friend again. Um, and the sky was pretty consistently blue for a while after that. And it was very blue, like disturbingly blue. Like and and I talked to my friend, one of my best friends in childhood about it. And she's like, you brought the good weather with you. And I'm like, mm -hmm, yep, because the sky, I miss her like that's my friend. I don't know. Um, and there'll be days where it actually happened during a reading one time where it was kind of cloudy and a little weird. And I was like, oh. and I just like, I visualized going like this and the clouds like parted in front of where my window was. And like, I could see the blueness. It was like just an orb of blue and surrounded by clouds. And I'm like, thank you. That's all I needed. I just needed like that patch of blue in this cloudiness. And then also my, my, uh, it's funny, my partner and I, we talked about, um, whether or not it was going to be a longer winter or something like that. And I'm like, no, because he was saying like, yeah, no, it's going to be longer. It's going to get really, really cold. February is when winter gets the worst. And I'm like, I'm done with winter. <laughs> um, and when it's 50 degrees, it's 55 degrees here right now in Atlanta, there's no snow. The sky is blue. There's no clouds it keeps getting it's gonna be 64 by the end of the week and this is when second winter is supposed to hit and I, I said no I'm like no I think we're done with that now I love that and I wonder if if more of us gathered what 
and like in our intention was focused on the weather, like what could happen from that, you know, especially people. And I think there are certain people who are like manipulating the weather all the time, but they might not be conscious of it. Mm. And I feel like everything happening in Texas, we all put our focus there of it being freezing and cold. And then it just kept breaking records. And then the ice froze and now it's melting and flooding things. And I think this is all just teaching us that everything we thought was more powerful than us, we're learning has no authority over us. Yeah. We've given our power to doctors or to the legal system or even, or even like, (laughs) or even to like weather. And I think 2021 is learning that no no thing has more power than what you're creating within your body right now. Yeah, and it's it's funny when I back when I didn't even really like believe in manifestation super hard, but I remember this a couple of years ago I had a shoot with a friend of mine and he was like, "Oh, we need to reschedule cuz it's supposed to rain today." And I'm like, "It's not going to rain, at least not while I'm out there." Um and like I don't know why I even was thinking like that. It was really weird i don't know but we did the shoot and immediately as soon as we got in the car it started pouring and i'm like i don't even know where the clouds were two seconds ago but now it's raining and he was just like what did you do and i'm like i didn't want it to rain on my camera that's all i could think about i was like my camera will get wet and i don't want that to happen and so it didn't happen and like i'm i feel like a a big thing too is with um doctors and health and I feel like that one's super taboo because people are like, <gasps> like you could die. Like for instance, I shared recently that I had a toothache and it was a manifestation of me feeling like something needed to be wrong or something like that. And this person commented and they're like, it's probably a cavity. And I could like feel them being like, you probably should go to a dentist rather than thinking that this is just a manifestation of this thing. And like, at first I was like, Ugh! but then I was just like, oh no, they're concerned about my health, which makes sense. But I can just decide that my body's fine and then wait a little while and it will be fine. Yeah. Like, I, and I feel like saying stuff like that makes people really disturbed because they're like, people die. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, but yeah. we're kind of trained that like we don't have power over whether or not we die um and even saying that is like a risque thing to say very taboo but i'm starting to believe i'm I'm scared to say the sentence out loud Mm -hmm. uh i'm starting to believe that all death is suicide death can be many things And I think suffering can be many things, but I think it's very important that we don't run from the suffering. Yeah. And something you said earlier about like other people being mad at us, I think I used to like make fights way worse because I would just be trying to like dodge or defend Mm -hmm. someone being mad at me and like trying to prove I'm a good person or justifying my behavior or making excuses. Yeah. And then I realized like, oh man, I can actually be like a really shitty friend. Um, yeah. I can actually be like a super shitty partner. I've actually made um, pretty huge mistakes as a white woman and spoke too much and spoke when I probably shouldn't have. And that's not something to like loathe about or feel guilty or down for. But 
when those things pop up and someone has an issue with me, it's like, oh, I can actually just sit in you being mad at me because me sitting in you being mad at me, I think is what brings the healing. But as soon as I start to say, well, I didn't do that or I don't like I don't. My thing was, is I used to really not believe I had privilege because I was like, I come from suffering. I came from being poor. I came from drug addicts. And then it was like, oh, no, it can be both. Yeah. And as soon as I start to, like, try to prove I'm good or prove I'm right, that just creates more pain and anger for whoever I hurt in the first place. Yeah. But when we can just sit and be like, oh, I I hurt you. Oh, I fucked up. Yeah. I love you. I'm sorry. And maybe not even saying that for a while and just allowing someone to be mad at us. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And because like one of my weird fears or things, whatever, that I'm freaked out about is like being canceled. And then the other day I just thought about it and I was like, OK, so like your thing with being canceled, you're not actually concerned with being a good person. So like, why do you have an issue with being canceled? And I'm like, because I don't want to like have to argue with people about it. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to like, because I know myself and I get angry for like 45 seconds and I'm like, I don't care at all. I don't care. And like, if you keep talking to me about it, that's really just annoying. And so I'm like, oh, you don't want to be canceled because it's annoying. Not because you think that like people are going to think you're bad. You don't want to be annoyed. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's all. I just don't want to be annoyed. Lady Speech was on my, on Horpod and I really liked what she said. She said, cancel culture needs to die and it's like about accountability culture so just being like i'm sorry if you're hurt if you are sorry yeah, some people like i sorry but i'm also like who are you to hold me accountable you're not me right. i hold me right. accountable you can't tell me whether or not i'm right or i'm wrong leave me alone like and i think that that's where i get kind of like ooh, like i get kind of scared because i don't really hear people talking like that they're just like yeah you know you need to hold people accountable and i'm like why who are you yeah. To tell people that they need to be hold, huh? Like you're gonna tell a god that they can't do something? Like yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that, and I think you're so right. Because like that can turn into such a. St- I shouldn't have quoted Lady Speech because she said it way better than me. Um, just go back to that episode if you want to know. What you're talking about. <laughs> but um, but like you're so right because as soon as I start. As soon as you start the accountability game, it like never ends. And I don't yeah. think that's what she meant, but I've done that where I start like holding myself accountable too much. And then I find myself turning into the master, the judge of like, oh, mm. Lacey, this is good. This is bad. And then I start looking at people through this lens of what's good, what's bad, what's woke, what's not. And it's like a loop that starts to eat itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like, I feel like we, I feel like that voice is always there. And then I, like, for me, I had to pause and I asked myself, I'm like, do you care if they're good or bad? Actually, do you care? And I'm like, oh, I don't care. I forgot. (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. I get myself wound up sometimes about things I honestly don't give a shit about. Don't care. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, wait. And I'll like find myself arguing with my partner sometimes and he'll be like, wait, do you actually care? And I'm like, (laughs) Oh wait, you're right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. It's so funny because my, my partner, he does it. We both do it. Or we're just like, wait, we'll be in the middle of thing. We're like, I don't think either of us care about what we were talking about anymore. <laughs> we're like, I don't even know what we were. 
Yeah, it's like this addiction to winning and argue. Sometimes my partner and I argue, and we're literally saying the same thing. Same, but we're just like trying to get that energy out. I'm gonna win, right? Yeah. (laughs) So it's so wild. The version of us who needs intensity will experience intensity because sometimes, like, some of us feel like if it's not intense, it's not real, and like that part of me died, and I'm like, oh. I am not gonna, I don't need the intensity. Like I, like I, I get it. Like, I don't need to learn the lesson like with like that anymore. Yeah. And I had to come to terms with knowing that I'm addicted to chaos a little, a little addicted to drama, (laughs) a little addicted to the suffering. And I'm trying to reprogram that now. It's like, maybe I can like learn somewhere else. Yeah. Watch Maybe. Real Housewives. That's <laughs> yeah. what I, I'm like. That's it's what so I'm real. Like. I like it. So much of my art comes from the dramatics, you know, from the suffering. So it's, it's, I remember I had an acting coach once who was like, the best actors keep themselves in a perpetual loop of suffering so that they can pull from it for creativity. And, like, some of the best artists are, like, the most broken because, you know, they're taking these broken pieces and making beauty out of them. But I'm trying to teach myself that I can make art from the ease instead of just the dark underworld chaos. But also knowing that I'm very uh, connected to the goddesses of chaos and darkness. Yeah, yeah. So just... That both exist. I know, but I, I love, I, I am very purposefully chaotic in my life. Um, and I, like, I said this out loud to someone there, it's like, you're purposely chaotic. And to me, it didn't seem very shocking. I'm like, can you not see that, like, I, I wake up and I choose chaos every day. There's no How? order. Um, I feel like you're so orderly compared to me. Whoa, no, there's no <laughs> order. In any the, the way that like my calendar arranges itself is like people will schedule readings and I'm like okay I know I have readings on these three days I don't know what's happening other than that I don't know what's yeah. going on I don't want to know what's going on I wake up and I'm like are we gonna eat breakfast today no okay like like I just there's I don't know what's happening <laughs> ever um, and I I do that on purpose I I like I I. The idea of order is confusing. I also have, like, it's in my human design to just kind of be kind of chaotic in uh, the way that I do stuff. But it seems like other people kind of organize around that. So it might seem like I'm organized, but like other people kind of just like around my chaos. Like it was hilarious. So I was very on shrooms earlier today um and I had all these bags from Whole Foods that I was trying to carry inside and I went I kind of knew that like I wasn't going to be able to hold everything or and be able to open the door before I went out there and I'm like oh something feel good for yourself out I don't know and so I went outside and I was holding all these bags and like first of all the Amazon driver like placed the bags in my arms correctly for me and he was just like if you hold it like this you'll be fine and I'm like great thanks <laughs> like you did that for me <laughs> and then like I had to get back inside of my complex and then this man turned the corner as soon as I was going that and he was going inside the complex and he opened the door for me because I couldn't use my hands but it was literally perfect timing and I'm like yeah I had no idea how I was gonna be able to carry these bags but someone put them under my arms for me and then opened the door for me they just showed up and that's just how things happen where I'm like I don't know I'm going out there going like 
And then wow. That's so, yeah, that's so poetic. It's like, it's like you open yourself to the chaos and then it allows the universe to fit in the right places. Yeah, reality is like, okay, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that. Um, But you know what I've been noticing is like you do so much of like dance and what you're describing. And I'm like, this needs to be a video because (laughs) just how you explained to the guy putting groceries under your arm and the way you like wait reality fitting into the other places so beautiful um i literally just want to keep talking to you but i don't have to keep you since we've already been on for an hour and 20 minutes but can i ask you a closing question yes what do you feel like your superpowers are um my superpower is efficiency and i guess speed and ease so that can fit under the word efficiency so cool I love that. And luxury. Oh, and luxury. And I feel like you're very cool with the visuals. I mean, you're a visual artist, clearly. But I, you posted a picture the other day of, like, your living room or something with those lights. And, like, I was like, I want my life to look more like peas. She's, <laughs> you're doing, like, such I'm like, you create such visual magic around you. I remember last time Everything I was talking – yeah, that's why I love visual artists. I'm not a visual artist, but I love that about Ramin too. He's like, just different lights in different parts of the room can totally change our energy internally yeah. and how we're reacting with each other. And I just, I love your fashion. I love how you make things look around you. Thank it's just you. a beautiful, vibrating aesthetic. Thank and I love you. I deeply recommend your human design readings. There's something about human design just feels like newness, future, and we just learn so much from ourselves. So if you haven't gotten a reading from P, I highly recommend it. You also have like prints for sale too, don't you? Yeah, I do human design readings. I have prints and then I, I have like little booklet thingies that I sell. And then I do this thing called timeline jumping now, but you can see all about that on my website, uh, pthefairy.com. What is the timeline jumping? Um, it is the amalgamation of my idea of like speed and ease. Um, and it's just switching into a different version of yourself and then living life as that version of yourself. And then the experience is way easier. But it's like bringing, bringing who you are into a void in that void, meaning the next version of yourself and carrying out life as that next version of yourself. Um, so I do like these kind of like hypnosis-y type things. I don't know if I can call it hypnosis because it's like, I don't, I was never certified in hypnosis, but it's definitely very hypnotic um, what I'm doing. Yeah, but just if people are feeling like they're in a loop, not if they're trying to escape where they are. If you're trying to escape where you are, do not timeline jump. I will say that because it's a lot of energy and you could just like go into your loop even harder um, if you're trying to escape. But if you're feeling like, you know, this could be easier and I just want to move, then timeline jumping is like I open up a portal and then you could hop through it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you are so talented and fucking amazing and you and I'm just so happy you're back on Horpod. So Woo, thank you for it was that. really fun. It was really <laughs> great talking to you. I'm so yeah. happy to talk to you today. Me too.
listening to horror pod if you want to book a reading with me you can go to my website laceyfree.com or follow me on instagram at lacy is free for more of my poetry and i'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs if you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers or you want to do a healing session with me laceyfree.com is a great place for that. If you want to share some of your poetry and talk to like-minded individuals about sex magic, about magical beings, about trauma, or just share your art, poems, we have a Facebook page. Horpod has a Facebook page. Just search Horpod on Facebook and join the group and be friends with people share some of your shit and i'm also on twitter i guess kind of i don't know twitter scares me guys but you can follow horpod at horpod on twitter i love you and i'm sending you all sacred fucking rage and love